Welcome to Discourse, a podcast that explores multiple perspectives to think deeply and connect honestly with each other. I'm Sarika Narayan Singh. And I'm Anne Song. On the agenda today, we are discussing Amanda Petrusich's article, MTV News, Chance the Rapper, and a Defense of Negative Criticism, which was published in The New Yorker on July 10th, 2017. And before we actually get started on Petrusich's article, I wanted to ask you, why did you send it to me? What drew you to it? Yeah, uh, I think I saw it on my Twitter feed somewhere. Somebody probably tweeted it out and it caught my attention because I saw the word MTV News. And recently, my really, really good friend Yoonhee, shout out to Yoonhee, told me about what happened at MTV News. About a month ago or so, they laid off a bunch of really talented writers and journalists in order to move towards short form video content. So they realized or they decided that, you know, long-form journalism and writing about music and whatnot is not as important as videos. So anyways, I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to read about this. So I clicked it. And the more I read, I realized that this is actually something that's very relevant to our COM 1007 course because, you know, we talk about and we get our students to do critiques for us of other people's writing. And I, I don't know if you remember, but we had a conversation about whether or not to scrap critique from our curriculum or not, because, you know, we weren't sure if this is really going to advantage our students or whatnot. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I do. And I think that we strongly defended and mm-hmm. justified to each other and to our students and to our colleagues the value of critique because it's only when you recognize what's really great and what's not so great about other people's writing that we can learn how to make our own writing better. Yeah, and I think because we always emphasize to our students, you know, approach reading as thinking, mm-hmm. that when you read, you're not just, you know, translating and enunciating the letters on a blank page. You're thinking through it, which requires you to make a reasoned judgment about it and to assess the merits as well as the shortcomings of a piece. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but when you say make a reasoned judgment... Can you explain for our listeners what exactly that means? Sure. So it's to say that you're not going to just read something and accept the conclusions at face value. You're going to think through the piece in light of criteria in order to arrive to some sort of judgment about it. And of course, in order to arrive at a judgment, like I just mentioned, you need the criteria. And this is something that you can determine as a reader, as a listener, depending on the text you're looking at. We usually look at this together with our class um, and we decide as a class, okay, who is the audience that the writer is writing for? What is their purpose? What are they trying to achieve? Okay, if these are the things that they're trying to do for this audience, what's important? What should they be ticking off? Uh, What kinds of strategies should they be using? What kinds of sources should they be using? How are they making connections to the bigger world uh, beyond the text? How are they appealing to the reader, etc.? So you look at the criteria and then you could decide did the writer reach their goals effectively and successfully, right? Because we're constantly encouraging our students to approach the text as evaluator, and to really scrutinize the text, this piece seemed really relevant to our philosophy and the way we look at our course and the way we want to encourage our students because we definitely see the value of it. And like you just said, when you approach a text as an evaluator, that is the main way in which you can also become a better writer. 
Srika, can you summarize this think piece for us? For sure. So Petrusich's article was published in The New Yorker, and in it, like you had mentioned earlier, she hooks the reader with a current event when MTV recently laid off its team of online journalists. And in an official statement, they said, quote, they're shifting resources into short-form video content more in line with young people's media consumption habits. Uh, close quote. So in her essay, what she's doing is she's questioning this official statement and suggesting that it actually may have more to do with behind the scenes politics, the interests of artists like Chance the Rapper, who may be unwilling to work with MTV if they are featuring negative criticism on their website. And from this point, Petrusic is defending criticism in itself. What did you really appreciate about what Petrusic is saying in her article? Well, I really appreciated the way in which she sheds light to what you were just mentioning earlier, the politics behind the scenes. So here she is basically saying, look, MTV News is not only getting rid of this platform for a lot of writers and their potential content, but here are artists like Chance the Rapper who are also in control of what kinds of content gets published about them out there. So there's the think piece itself, the journalism, but she's also getting you to think about the corporation and the publication behind these think pieces, which is something that we don't usually do. When we critique, it's so easy for us and our students to focus on the content of the essay itself and the writer and their strategies alone. But we do have to think about where are they getting published what kinds of platforms are out there for them and what kinds of companies are these platforms, right? Like in terms of uh, MTV News and Chance the Rapper example she gives us, it seems like she's suggesting here that, you know, depending on advertisement reasons, promotional reasons, brand management reasons, corporations have a lot of control over whether or not a journalist can publish and also what kinds of content they can publish. And I think she's saying here, look, it's it can be very dangerous and harmful. That's really interesting because sometimes, you know, like MTV or certain bigger publications with a lot more money behind them will choose not to publish an article that you will then later on see in the medium or the establishment, which is a bit more sort of like on the fringe. Right. Smaller publications, right. more indie publications. Exactly. You're right. But does that make them any less credible? I don't think so. I think that's what Patricia is saying. Like what they have to say is equally as valid if not more valid. Right, because oftentimes we think MTV News has been the source of a, a lot of great content, especially when it comes to the enter- entertainment industry. But you're absolutely right. We can turn to smaller publications and platforms like the medium um, and the establishment because a, lo- a lot of the times these writers can get fired at MTV, this is where they might go. And I think the same can be said about like Vice News. I think some people look down on Vice. Oh, it's just a bunch of like drugs and guns. Mm -hmm. But they're actually reporting things that we don't want to talk about and maybe bigger publications don't want featured on their website. Right. Interesting. So Sarika, in terms of content, what did you appreciate about this piece? I really liked her acknowledgement of the fact that criticism can be and is hard to take. She does say in paragraph 9, quote, which is not to say that I am not deeply empathetic to the delicacy of the exchange, end quote. Exchange referring to the actual criticism that's exchanged between the critic and the maker or the artist. Um, And I really like that she understands that when a person creates a product, they are investing themselves in it. And so criticism can is often perceived as a slight against 
represents the maker's character or what they think is important in the world. You know, it's in her words, quote, humiliating. And she says that she doesn't expect an artist to simply take it, she gets it, but that there's something, something good can be redeemed from it, right? So even when you edit my essay, um, and sometimes, you know, I feel it, I'm like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And really didn't like what I said there or how I said it there. But I trust you. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said about how you read my writing. I have to take that in order to improve myself. And I really liked Petrusich's point about this because I think often we think about criticism in a negative way, like a deconstruction or a destruction. But she's saying it's not that. It's part of an iterative process. Like we need it in order to improve. Yeah, and it's something that we emphasize for our students a lot of the times because, you know, students are so shy about sharing their work. And like our writer mentions, and we get it as well, getting your work exposed and making it um, public or sharing it with someone else and having a, a new pair of eyes to look at it, it's it's scary. And you are making yourself very vulnerable. Um, obviously, you put a lot of work into it and for someone to come along to and say, you know, th- these are areas that need improvement uh, or to criticize it can be very scary. Yeah, I absolutely appreciated her incorporation of this uh, perspective and this point of view to say, look, I get it. It's hard to be an artist because you have to put a lot of work out there and you put a lot of hard work into it and the press can say a whole lot of different things about it, including negative criticism. Okay, Anne, what did you really appreciate about how Petrusic uh, made her argument? Well, I really appreciated her use of language and her word choice. I thought uh, throughout the piece, it's a quite short piece, it's 12 paragraphs, but her vocabulary, her choice of words were so poignant and sharp. Like the way she selects the words that she uses, um, the way she uses certain words to describe different situations, especially regarding to criticism, I thought she did an excellent job. And I'll give you an example to explain what I mean. Uh, so this is a sentence in paragraph 11, quote, What seems important to emphasize is that the results of any attempt at art making are not insignificant. A dissection of them is not an idle or contrarian pastime. The relationship between a critic and her subject should be thought of as symbiotic, generative, important. End quote. So in a matter of like one or two sentences, I think she really packs in there exactly what she wants to say about the relationship between this critic and the subject. And it's I really last the last phrase there in the list of adjectives, symbiotic, generative, important. So let's start with the first one. I actually read this piece after watching Chasing Coral on Netflix. What's Chasing Coral? It's a documentary about the importance of coral reefs and how climate Mm. change is destroying them. Anyways, there was actually a line, one of the scuba divers who is engaged in this project of trying to uh, film coral reefs dying. He says something along the lines of, you know, what's fascinating about nature is symbiosis. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, interesting word. And I actually looked it up, not knowing that she was going to use the word symbiotic in this piece. Mm -hmm. But symbiosis uh, refers to the interaction between two organisms living in close physical association. It is a mutually beneficial relationship. And in the documentary, the scuba diver gives an example of a symbiotic relationship. And he says that the best one is anemones and clownfish. One protects the other and one provides the other with food. So this is what a symbiotic relationship is. So when I came across the word symbiotic in paragraph 11, it was also really interesting because again, the critic and the artist 
they are engaged in what she calls a symbiotic relationship. It's a mutually beneficial. The critic needs the artist, the artist needs the critic. In order for better art, improved art, in order for the work to be validated. Because I, and she mentions this too, but I believe as well that when you produce art, it demands critical attention, especially if you believe it's important work. So to have a critic to look at it critically is not a bad thing. If anything, it will improve the work and it will encourage more discussion about the work. And she also uses the word here in that same sentence, generative, to suggest productive, right? Going back to what I just mentioned about what this relationship leads to, which is better work and more discussion. So generally speaking, I thought she did a great job with her use of language, her word choice. Again, it was very sophisticated, very poignant and sharp. Yeah, and I agree with what you're saying, absolutely. And just to add to that, what you're saying reminds me of the fact that oftentimes when we're writing about concepts, like the conceptual relationship between an artist and a critic, it's intangible. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for a reader to visualize and understand and experience. And so when she uses these types of words like symbiosis or generative, it reminds us of like biological concepts that we can imagine in our brains. Exactly. And I think it makes that relationship that much more concrete Mm -hmm. and relatable. Yeah, so in some ways, you're suggesting that her language is also very descriptive. Yes, yes. And I think that's the accuracy of her words, like you had mentioned earlier. So, Sarika, what about you? Was there a particular technique or strategy that you appreciated in this piece? Yeah, I mean, I think overall, I was at first confused by her organization. But I think that as a reader, I was able to sort of glean that she was trying to begin with a current event, move into an example to support her suggestion and then actually defend criticism in itself. But what I really did appreciate is about halfway through the essay, she justifies her questioning of MTV's move to fire the online journalist. She says, quote, with social media, it is now arguably easier for us to criticize each other, to lodge a valid or invalid complaint in a public forum. And from this, she questions, so, quote, why is the culture growing less and less capable of absorbing criticism, end quote. And I think that was a a really productive move for her in terms of how she organizes her essay. It becomes sort of an anchor or a linchpin because now we see the connection, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of the joint of the essay. Mm -hmm. And it's a great critical question. Yeah, and just a comment on your point about her organization. There were definitely moments where I did also ask what the connection was between MTV News and her general defense of criticism as a form. But you're right, this question that she asks really does tie in these two different sections of her piece together. And without it, I don't think I would have seen the connection either. And so this concludes our criticism of Amanda Petrusich's article, MTV News, Chance the Rapper and a Defense of Negative Criticism. Okay, Sarika, thanks for thinking deeply and connecting honestly with me. Until next time. Ciao.